Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The The Castle Chat. Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast. Today we are continuing our nine-part series based on the Enneagram personality types, but with a Disney twist. We are calling this The Disneyagram. Whether or not you know your type, we hope these episodes help you better understand yourself, your friends, and your favorite Disney characters. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. It's a very big day, Pascal. Oh my gosh, because it's my type, type six. Today's episode is all about Courtney and oh gosh, not all about a me. A lot of other people, but a lot about Courtney and her life as an Enneagram type six. Surprise! I'm a six. None the, of you guessed it. The literally no, none of you guessed it. The hilarious thing is that no nobody knew or could figure out that Courtney is I, a type six. I don't even remember what people said. Do you have? Do you recall what people responded with? It was like way back. We like asked about it. Most people got yours right, and people were like all over the board with me. Like I don't think anybody really guessed the same. I think a lot of people guessed seven. Yes, I think a lot of people guessed seven. I think there was a four maybe as a guess, and maybe a two. Yeah, I think I had some of that in there for sure. But, I mean, those that guess seven, you are partially right because I am a six-wing seven. Um, and if you're just now joining us into this Disneyagram series, you're like, what are you talking about, six-wing seven? I'm very confused. Please inform me what is the Enneagram. We are here to answer your questions. And let me just note... We are not experts. We have done our research and we have a personal love for the Enneagram personality test, but we are not experts and we definitely want you to resort to, I guess, following their knowledge because they are the experts and take our words with just joy and fun and happiness. I'll Yes, joy, fun, and happiness. Joy, fun, and happiness. Forget grains of salt. Let's just do joy and happiness. <laughs> we are really excited about this series. We have been, gosh, doing it for weeks now and it's around the tail end and we're very excited to talk to you guys about type six today. Now, Caitlin, Let's explain a little bit. What is the Enneagram? Why are the people here? And and what are we doing with the Enneagram and turning it Disney? Well, I think it's important to note that the Enneagram is a personality test, just like there are plenty of others out there. However, it has its own genre of looking into why people do the things that they do rather than what they do and the behavior itself. Yes, we, all about the motivations. Yes, we are looking at core desires, core fears, a motivation internally about why someone is behaving or responding in a particular way. A lot of the Enneagram um, reasoning for why people do these things comes from instances, events, things that may have happened in childhood, and it causes you to have an internal processing um, that allows you to respond to the world around you in a very specific way. Yes. So that is a little insight into what the Enneagram is. It is a nine type personality test or typing. And so you can be a number one through a number nine. Today we are talking about the type six, which is the loyalist, which falls into the head types. What is a head type, Court? Okay. So a head type, well, let me back up a little bit. So the nine types are kind of subset broken down into three additional types, which are the head, the heart, and the body type. So our heart types are two, three, and four. Head types are five, six, and seven. And body types are eight, nine, and one. So if you just listened last week to episode five, which is type five, you know that we just entered the head types. And being in the head type basically means that when something big happens in your life, you feel it first in your head. Big thinkers, um, very like just full to the brim in our brain with information and 
thoughts. So that's kind of, I guess, where we feel that the most. Um, Caitlin is a type three. If you haven't listened to the type three episode, definitely go back and listen to that one so you can learn more about her. But she is in the heart types and she feels it very emotionally in her heart. Right? Very true. I unfortunately am one of those people where it's like, think with your head, not your heart. Don't make the emotional decision. And your girl is always making emotional decisions out here. So I court mean, is, is I, yeah, head type. I see it's so tricky for me because I, I'm a very um, realistic person. But sometimes I make some decisions based off of emotions because of my lack of patience like okay. to think through things sometimes i'm just i think that comes That's from a like seven yeah that comes with like the impulsivity of being a wing seven so like oh it's just so complex we're gonna break it all down i'm really excited because i have a lot to say about being a type six i'm very passionate about the enneagram and although i'm very excited to talk about being a type six i'm also hesitant and i kind of get that feeling that you had during your episode mm-hmm. where I have to talk about the things that I don't necessarily like about myself um, and the struggles that I have with being a type six. And that's hard to like sit here in front of a microphone and be like, okay, I'm about to talk live into this microphone about who I am. And that's hard. That's just really difficult. It is difficult. But I also think that there is something to be said about being vulnerable in our relationships and in our lives. Life is short and honestly, my personal belief about humanity is we all have a desire to be loved and fully known and you can only be fully loved and fully known when you let people know both the good and bad sides of you absolutely and so that's part of what we're doing here this is as much a podcast as it is a relationship with anyone out there that's listening you are a friend and court we commend you on anything that you are willing to be vulnerable about today um to just open the floor to people out there to know that you can talk about things that are hard for you you can talk about things that you struggle with and we also love you and pour out so much appreciation for who you are even in those struggles um because there are also so many amazing beautiful strengths that you bring to friendships and relationships too and there's always going to be a 50 50 split between the strengths and the struggles girl man mic drop okay end the episode here well we can't sorry i know we have to go on we must we must go on we can go the distance okay so let's talk a little bit about the core aspects the motives fears kind of that inner child of being a type six so i'll kick it off with the core motivation so being a type six our core motivation is it's truly this need for safety and security i can't harp on that more like it that is such a need for us. Um, and when we seek support and reassurance from other people, we are extremely loyal to our people in our life and different groups that we're a part of that we trust. Trust is huge for type sixes because when they can trust someone, they feel safe and they feel secure. And that just fills them to the brim. Yes, I can totally back all of that up in our friendship and in a little bit about what I know when it comes to court. Um, But first of all, homegirl is so loyal to her peoples and she is one of the most intentional and loyal friends that I have. So you are certainly blessed to have a friendship with Courtney. Stop. You're so sweet. Well, I love you so much. I know, but it just, it, it really... It really means the world to me that people think that I'm loyal and see that in me because I I do desire to be a loyal friend, to show up for people and, and know that if they don't have anyone, they have me. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and I'll talk a little bit more about why, that's so, why I'm so passionate about that. And it stems a lot from my childhood, but I, I just always want them to know that like, there's always someone there for them and it will it, it will be me if they don't have anybody else. Absolutely. Courtney is the one that in really difficult, hard things that I have walked through while we have been friends, she's always like checking in randomly and like, hey, like, what do you need me to do? Where can I show up? How can I be helpful? And just kind of does it without me even saying what I need and is able to be that kind of loyal friend that just steps in because she knows her people really well. Um, But that's obviously 
you know, just specifically talking about the loyalty and the quote unquote loyalists. Well, yeah, specifically. And I think that loyalty comes from a place of the struggle I deal with is if I'm not loyal to this person, will they find me trustworthy? Will they find me valuable? And will they leave? Like, if I'm not loyal, will they stick around? And so I feel like almost my loyalty is driven by this fear of abandonment in a way. And like, almost almost a way of being like okay if I show up for people then like they'll show up for me and I won't be alone either and I'll have that security and that's that's a hard thing to kind of wrestle with on a daily basis because I don't ever want my loyalty to be perceived as I don't I don't really care about you it's just an ulterior motive for my own feelings but I would, I would be discrediting myself if I didn't talk about that because I yeah. think it is it is a true struggle, but it also is one of my strengths is that I, I do truly love and care about people and want to show up for them. Yes. So going off of what Courtney said, we talked about core motivation being seeking security and safety, but talking about fears for type sixes, they are fearful of being unprepared and unable to defend themselves in the face of danger. So a lot of type sixes are having to cope with that fear on a regular basis, just being scared and afraid and paranoid of what could happen. Um, And that I think sometimes plagues probably your ability to focus on the fact that your friends aren't going anywhere you're just worried about what's going to happen what's the potential for this to go wrong instead of like okay this isn't going to go wrong it's fine we're you know not going to have this irrational and maybe sometimes it is rational because you've had experiences in your life but this particular fear doesn't mean that because it's in your mind it's going to become a reality when I love what it mentioned about the fear being not being prepared, um, there was like a joke in high school that I was basically CVS pharmacy because in my backpack, I would have literally anything that anyone could need from a Band-Aid to medication to a highlighter to, I mean, like you name it, even the most bizarre, like I've got extra snacks for people. I've got like everything in there and people wouldn't need to go like call their parents and ask for something or ask a teacher they could just ask me and it would probably be my backpack because I wanted to make sure that regardless I was prepared for anything and everything and that other people were taken care of as well so my park bag I'm sure you could probably imagine is um very stocked for any type of emergency I don't need to stop by first aid I have a whole like first aid center in my backpack yes a crossbody fanny pack will never be enough for Absolutely Courtney not. lounge flies a- I would love to be a lounge fly gal never gonna happen I need like a north face like heavy duty like backpack that has like the memory foam straps because it's gonna be it's gonna be packed it's gonna be heavy but I'm gonna have everything that anyone could possibly need on a Disney trip oh my gosh always this is very accurate very true so what are some other things about type sixes that people should know court okay so i just have some kind of some bullet points that i'll go through um we are very organized and typically well liked uh, because of our ability to be very loyal with everybody um good at managing finances excellent team player um and usually belongs to a tight-knit group of friends I really relate to that last one. I think I I know a lot of people and I think a lot of people in town like know me. Like they'll be like, oh yeah, I know who Courtney is. But I, when it comes to my core group of people, I have a very small circle and I like it that way. I have people in my life like Caitlin um, who I really can trust and can lean into. And I'm glad it's just a close knit group of people. Yeah, I think that goes back to safety and security. There are a handful of people that you feel fully safe, comfortable with, and that's something that you want to keep small because the more people there are, the harder it is to probably extend that trust. Yeah, and I mean, even with the finances, I've always been like very um, frugal and very I'm, I'm I feel like in my family I'm known as the one that like has their bank account kind of figured out um and not that I like not that I have it all figured out but I mean I think that I place an emphasis on that because I think it's important to be prepared for emergencies so like I think about that in a financial way as well now on this list it does say uh, clear communicators I do not think by any stretch of imagination I'm a clear communicator but that just makes me laugh I think that maybe in a different sense in terms of clear communication 
I never have a problem with you and our friendship of knowing where you're at and what you need. Okay, okay, I can see that. Even if you, in terms of like public speaking and that version of clear communication, I think it's the way I interpret this for you specifically is if I ask you what's wrong, what do you need, why are you upset, why are you so happy, tell me what's going on, I have, there's no gray area. Mm, okay, okay. I see it from that perspective for sure. I was thinking more like, you know, speaking on the podcast, I'm always stumbling over my words or like <laughs> public speaking is not my thing. So I I was viewing it that way. But when you say it like that, you're right. I I want people to know exactly how I feel because if I don't, then I worry or fear that they're going to interpret me in a way that I don't want to be interpreted and then in turn will make them feel negative towards me and will then in turn like leave. So yeah, I think by being clear um, and saying everything up front about how I'm feeling, what's going on, there's there is no gray area and then if for some reason they choose to leave i can logically go back and say well i i did lay it all out on the table i didn't create any gray area so there's a disconnect there just with the person you know what i mean that makes sense so like i guess that's why i do that yeah i think that when it comes to being a six sixes fall into the head type they are always thinking and processing and so when it comes to expressing emotions you've already fully thought through what that emotion is and so you're able to clearly verbalize and say okay I've thought about it this is how I'm feeling this is what I experienced and we'll go from there Um, so that is just a little bit about the details of type sixes so there's this other area for sixes um, that is the the way that it's described is being phobic or counterphobic can we talk about that? Yes, we can. Okay, so one thing that I think is very interesting about type sixes is that they do have this second subset that I don't think a lot of the other types have. Um, so I think it's very unique that sixes carry this, but I'll kind of explain. I just have kind of definitions for both of them, and then I'll let you guys know which one I feel like I fall more towards. So phobic sixes, are de- they deliberately move away from the source of fear, and they tend to fly under the radar. They're open and expressive about their vulnerabilities and weaknesses so others can understand their situation in line of thought. This is their prime defense mechanism to avoid being manipulated. So that's kind of it for phobic sixes. And then counterphobic sixes, on the other hand, possess a high-strung, irrational fear of fear itself, which may paradoxically, paradoxically, is that how you say that? Paradoxically, yeah. Paradoxically, words, translate to rule-breaking. They try to keep up an image of independence on the surface, a tough exterior to shield their persistent internal uncertainty. Which one do you think I am? I'm putting you on the spot. I would say phobic. Yep. I like, just like I said, I really relate to they're open and expressive about their vulnerabilities and weaknesses so others can understand their situation and line of thought. I want people to know why I am the way that I am so that they can better understand me and love me. Yes, I, that's very true of you and I have experienced that firsthand in our friendship in particular instances where there's been something and you're like, hey, this is what it is. This is how I feel. Um, We can talk about it and, you know, figure out what to do. But this is where I'm at. So, you know, you can meet me here and sit with me and however I'm feeling or we can come back to it later. But this is how I feel. Please don't step on this. And I, that is definitely something that I deal with on a daily basis, specifically if I ever get in a disagreement with someone and I um, do not have the space to express how that conversation made me feel, I feel like it eats me alive and I like feel like I need to have like a closure conversation or like some type of explanation of my feelings. And I also want to know, you know, how the conversation made them feel too. I want it to be a two-way street. But being able to kind of get that off my chest and out of my head does a lot of healing for me. So that's just kind of an insight to my brain. 
Welcome to my brain. <laughs> Welcome to my brain. It's been waiting for you. Welcome oh to my, my gosh. brain. I gave you a T-Swift reference. That was so good. That was so good. Um, Okay, well, speaking of your brain, you were mentioning at the beginning of the episode talking about how you got to this place of being a six. Is there anything specific you want to share? We know about a six, what a six is, how you interpret the world around you, but is there anything that spurred this on that you can kind of put your finger on? Okay, definitely. Um, I had a pretty complex childhood and a lot of why I am a six today is directly impacted by that. Um, when I was reading about sixes as a child, I was like had tears in my eyes because it hit home like way too hard for me. Um, so what it, what the internet said was, as a child, the six may have grown up in an unsafe environment, had overprotective guardians, or experienced a traumatic event that shaped their worldview. Uh, I have experienced a lot of divorce in my family. My biological parents got divorced when I was a baby, and then I experienced divorce again as a young teen. And I think specifically those two situations, um, tied to the fear, like this fear of abandonment has become, become all too real for me at a very, very young age as an infant. And so I can absolutely see how that has pushed me into a place of, okay, I need to be so loyal to those around me that they don't leave me because I have been left. And I have had to experience that trauma of being a young child and not having a parent around and being um, raised in a different household than I would expect to be raised in. And it's just, I won't go into too much detail on it, but it definitely has impacted my life today. I mean, I am the woman that I am because of those things and I have learned so many good things, but a lot of the negative pieces of being six are really related to what I experienced as a child. I also won't go into too much detail, but Courtney is being very generous in her description. Courtney has been through it. And so for her to sit here as a healthy six on the other side of that hardship that I know that she walked through probably too young for her to truly process what was happening um, is incredible for me to see who she's become and how she's taken that fear of abandonment and even used it to develop and grow relationships of people who she may have felt abandoned by. Um, So that is just a little tidbit about your girl (laughs) yeah I mean I like I'm like I feel emotional in this moment because I like I'm not afraid to talk about it because it's my life and I'm not I'm not afraid of my life I'm grateful for the life that I've been given and the lessons that I have learned and uh, want to share those with other people but I mean I, I had to grow up really really quickly at the age of 11 and um become a a mom. I mean, I had to really like step in in times where I, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was ready. And so that like, I started to view the world as dangerous and I had to like figure out how do I be prepared? How do I step it up? And how do I make this happen for my family? Because my family can't show up for me in the ways that they want to, and they just can't. And, uh, that came along with my mom being really sick as when I was a teenager and just a lot of other stuff. And I now, as an adult, like, I've been in therapy and I've had to learn that the world isn't dangerous, um, that I I can trust um, other people, and there is joy available for me and for other sixes that, like, we worry, but we worry for the right reasons because we just want to feel safe and... I'm so grateful that now the life that I have, that although there there are still things happening around me that are scary, that I have like amazing support systems and an amazing fiance. I mean, oh my gosh, well, we're married at this point. So <laughs> I'm amazing husband. A husband. And like, I, I um, feel like in my faith journey that the Lord has really protected me and provided for me and has restored a lot of those broken places and being able to show me that 
trust is possible. So I know I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but I just want to emphasize to sixes that are listening to this, that like joy and hope is available for you and peace. And um, no matter what your background is, it's not impossible and it's capable and you are capable. So, okay, I'm done with my little tangent there. I just wanted to share a little bit of my heart and what I've learned in life so far. And from me as an outsider looking into what a six might be feeling, somebody who is worrying, somebody who is ridden with anxiety, you do not have to give your fears any hold. You can tell them that they are not real. They are simply fears that something inside you is trying to tell you is a reality. Um, and you get to choose that for yourself on whether or not that fear comes to life. And so, um, be confident in the people you surround yourself with that you can trust them, that they are on your side and that they love you for you. And there is no reason to fear abandonment or, um, them, not being who you think they are or Mm -hmm. only being your friend for Mm -hmm. a particular reason. They are, I speak for myself with you is the only reason I am friends with Courtney is because I love Courtney. There's no, (laughs) there's nothing else in it for me except for, I just get to be friends with Courtney. Oh, you're sweet. You're sweet. I mean, it's, it's so wild when I look back on like how far I've come and what I've had to experience. I mean, even just outside of that, I, I experienced a really hard relationship that, that tested, that tested my boundaries of trust. And I, um, was completely broken down to my core. And that's where I realized like I'm an Enneagram six and, <laughs> um, I need therapy. And it's not just because of this one situation I went through, but it's, I look back on my life and I'm like, okay, wow, uh, we've got some mountains to climb, but we're going to climb them and we're going to get there. And I, I have, climbed a lot of mountains so far and I'm still on my journey because I'll never be perfect but I am I'm I'm happy of the about the growth that I have experienced and now I can be a you know loyal and protective person with healthy um boundaries around that as well um but I moving on from this more like solemn I feel like um, approach I definitely want to uh, talk about being a six wing seven because it's very interesting when when we talk about sevens next week you'll you'll see how like crazy sevens are i love sevens they're so fun um sevens are very impulsive and sixes are like no risk takers they're like no 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 risk we don't like no no we don't do that we stay in our comfort zone and we're like all right here we go um so someday i'll wake up and i'm like yeah i'm gonna go drop a bunch of money and i'm gonna go to disney and the next moment i'm like that's a stupid decision you should not do that that would risk your this 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 and this um and so dealing with that like angel and devil in my head of like do this do that i feel it's like it's like literally my six versus my seven that's like (laughs) come on you know you want to and then my six is like no you no, no, no. Your no, six is like, do no. you see my bank account? Um, we are saving that dollar and that dollar uh-huh. and that dollar. Uh-huh. Um, are yep. you stupid? Yeah. So it is, it's honestly like, I feel like I live with like a little angel and devil on my shoulder every day and it's kind of fun. Oh, well, I have that too, but a lot of times my devil wins out and is like, screw it. Forget your bank account. You only live once. Yeah. My <laughs> seven, my seven often wins. I often end up at Disney. So like, it's all right. I mean, we all need a little Disney and a little spontaneity and a little impulsivity in our lives. Six wing sevens are typically more extroverted. I'm definitely a very extroverted person. And your six six wing fives are the more um, intellectual skeptics, Mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't relate as much to a five because I'm like, woo, let's go like bubbly all day long. So I think it's fun being a six wing seven. And I do have a lot of six wing seven friends and I love talking to them about like, oh my gosh, did you, did you experience this? And oh my gosh, did you experience that? And it's really <laughs> fun to relate to others that are the same type as you. Okay. Before we move into taking a Disney twist on type sixes and looking into some characters that might be a type six in our previous episode, we started talking about what are things that we can tell our type six, our type whatever friends to encourage them. Court, as a type six, what is something that would be encouraging for your friends, um, for those of our listeners who are out there that have six friends, not six friends, they have type six friends. (laughs) You only have six friends. Um, But would something along the lines of what we were talking about earlier of like, I'm just friends 
because I love you and I'm not going anywhere? Is that the type of thing that a type six needs to hear? Well, what I was going to say is don't let the worry win. Um, Something that I've really had to learn and what my therapist has told me is only worry when you need to worry. Um, I do a lot of, I used to and still do a little bit, a lot of just irrational thinking or worrying about things that haven't even happened or may never happen. And it's not, I just need to pause and be like, do I need to be worrying about this right now? Do I have a reason to be worrying about this? If I don't have a reason to be worrying about this, let it go. Let it go, breathe, let's move on to the next thought. Don't let the worry win because the worry can be powerful and you you can st- you can rise above that worry and you can say, no, I'm going to put rational thinking on top of this and I'm gonna lean into what's right in front of me. What can I see, taste, hear, and, he- hear and see that that is tangible, that is not my mind maybe lying to me or um, making up things that, that doesn't exist and I think sixes struggle with coming up with a lot of ideas that just aren't never gonna they're just never gonna come to fruition so don't let the worry win I love that I think everyone could probably use that advice in their life but for our type sixes you heard court don't let that worry win Let's move on to our Disney twist. Yes. Okay. So our Disney twist is what Disney characters fit this type? You may have been thinking of some throughout this episode thus far. Um, I, when I'm watching a Disney movie and I see a character, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're like me. It's type six. I love them. I just gravitate towards them. So I want to kick it off with who I personally relate to most as a type six and I do see this character sometimes more on the type seven, um, but I very much relate to Olaf from Frozen. And are we surprised? Because it's Frozen, but Olaf is a very loyal character. Yes, I think a lot of times with type six, you're thinking of somebody who's anxious, paranoid, has a lot of worry. And so people probably don't associate Olaf as being that way. And so maybe they start to put him as the type seven because he's just like, la, 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 la. Oh, I'm Olaf. Um, But he is super loyal. He goes out on all kinds of limbs for the people that he loves. And there is absolutely nothing that could get in the way of him literally staying with his people, Anna and Elsa, until he is flurrying away. Well, and you think about like Frozen 2 when he does When I'm Older and he's in the woods by himself and you can see his nervousness come out a little bit. And I definitely <laughs> relate to that in the lyrics of that song. But I, I do, like you said, I really do relate to him because of the way that he shows up for his people. And um, you can tell, although he's la 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 la, he's still a deep thinker. Definitely. I think in specifically Frozen 2, you see Olaf go through, we talked about this a little bit on the Digging Deep, on his transformation in the second movie where he starts to interpret emotions and he experiences fear and anger and sadness that he hadn't experienced before. And he does start to have, even though he is a snowman, um, start having this thought process and be more mental um, rather than just an emotional or um, happy-go-lucky type character. So I definitely see the type six in him. Yes. Okay. Who else do we have on our list for type six? Okay. I'm going to talk about my favorite type six. I feel like this was the first one that came to my mind. I also think in general, our list shows like a best friend that is taking the role um, of being that second voice or conscience for a lead who might be that seven or somebody who's going and doing all of these crazy thinking and crazy decisions and they're like are you sure about that I'm not sure are you, I'm like I'm a little bit nervous for you to do this and I feel like that is the common type of character that we find for type sixes um, but let's give it up for flounder flounder we love my little nervous flounder. buddy yes he is 
always questioning Ariel. Are, should we be doing this? I'm scared. Um, are you are you sure you're not going to go to your father's thing? And um, he's always asking her and worried and second guessing if they're doing the right thing and wants her to stay with him and he um, maybe gets that sense of worry and abandonment when she decides she wants to be a human Um, not sure if that's yeah I mean um, I think that's pretty valid I would need to go back and watch and see if there's any hints of that in the movie but he definitely is that worry wart best friend questioning and worrying about everything that Ariel is doing well and just like him also Sebastian yeah, like very, very similar personality and character vibes going on there. Yeah, I feel like Sebastian and maybe Zazu from The Lion King, Ooh, they yeah. both could lean Worrywart 6, but also maybe type 1 of like the king's right hand man everything has to be correct and done right and you are disobeying, you are stepping out of line. Um, so I feel like they they teeter on you could put them in the type one category but they definitely are like nervous anxious um and worrying about what is going to happen in the future i feel like disney sidekicks they often typecast them as i feel like type six yeah well and we talked about like type twos like the only characters that we could find for type two were mostly also on this list are sidekick you know you got mushu you've got rex from from toy story you got piglet piglet's a really good example of kind of an unhealthy six piglet is very worrisome and um i think often i feel like people just assume i'm like piglet and i I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm more than that. Like, I'm not, I'm not this way all the time. Um, but I can see how that definitely fits he, the type. He lets the worry win for sure. He definitely lets the worry win. Um, okay, here's one I want to talk about. I think we've mentioned her before, but once I started, I said I wanted to think about it a little bit more, and I landed here um, with Joy from Inside Out. Okay, I saw that you put this down, and. At first, I was like, hmm, okay, okay, okay. And then it clicked for me. Like, it really did. I can I can absolutely see she is so concerned about Riley. And she has to be happy. She has to be happy. Please don't, you know, be upset. We have to keep our joy. She's also very loyal to her. Like, she's trying to rally all the emotions to keep everything in line. She's trying to be prepared. Like, I can really see how that six comes out. She gets very protective over Riley, which sixes are very protective. Yeah, I, once I started thinking about it, I felt like this type fit her best because she is loyal, but she also is stressed and carries some anxiety about keeping Riley happy and making sure that her person, her main priority, has everything going right for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like that was very descriptive for a type six more than than other personality types that we could have chosen definitely and then last on our list this might be controversial but i definitely see how this fits rapunzel i think rapunzel is your six wing seven yes easily yes there are certainly plenty of um sources that will say rapunzel is type seven seven um, but when she leaves her tower, that is that angel devil back and forth that you're talking about, Cora. Yes, yes, with, yes, yes, yes. I'm so happy. This is the worst day of my life. What have I done? Like, she's in her head. She's always trying to figure out, you know, have I done the right thing? Have I done the wrong thing? I'm so excited that I was impulsive and decided to go, oh my gosh, I'm so terrified that my mother's going to kill me and I don't know how this is going to turn out. Um, I think also as soon as she feels like Flynn has betrayed her and she loses trust in him, she's so incredibly hurt. See, I, as we have been collecting responses, a lot of you have said Rapunzel for seven and so that's why I was like this might be a little controversial but I really do think that like she's kind of that more more of a six with the wing of seven than she would be a seven wing six yeah and she's also very concerned with safety and security because homegirl stays in a tower for 18 years and doesn't leave because that's the safe thing and the secure thing and she doesn't want to blow up her bubble 
But then all of a sudden she gets a little cooped up. She does give in to that seven impulsivity and decides to leave, but she fights her six the whole time, wondering if she made the right decision. Yes. Um, gosh, I was going to say something else and I completely forgot. Maybe it'll come back to me in a little bit. But I, that was a pretty good summation of the ones that we were able to research and, and chat about here. Why don't we talk about some of the Disney characters that our listeners um, sent in? Yes, definitely. I'm all about hearing what you guys think are um, characters that you relate to as that specific type because it is always subjective and objective. You don't have to um, think that what one resource says a Disney character is for um, a type six is what you think. Just like we were talking about with Rapunzel. We may say Rapunzel is six wing seven but you guys think she's seven wing six. Yeah. And you're allowed to think that. Yeah, so. I, lo- I love hearing everybody's responses. Now, um, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about uh, my friend Evan. He, I like what we have some male responses here. So Evan is a type six. I've known him. He, um, I went to college with him. He sent in a very long response and I'm going to, su- I'm going to summarize it a little bit for you guys. So he said that he relates most to Simba or Mulan. And I liked Simba. I hadn't seen Simba kind of pop up yet, but what he said was, um, Simba, because he's extremely loyal to Timon and Pumbaa, they're friends for life, but he's often worried about what happened if he goes back home and I never really thought of Simba being a type six but I I get it I totally get it yeah I can totally see Simba not being a three not being a one um a lot of the types that you would associate with leader king in charge and Simba is kind of an unconventional leader he is told to flee um his pride and go live in the wilderness and he does and then when he encounters Nala again with that wrestling of this is what I'm supposed to do but out here I've been safe and secure and haven't had to worry about um you know Akuna Matata means no worries he's trying to not let his worry win um but at the end of the day he knows that he needs to go back and be loyal to his family and face his uncle Scar so I I like Simba as a type six yeah and then just like I said earlier with Piglet he said on a bad unhealthy day I'd probably say Piglet definitely more anxious hyper aware about the perceived threat to the world and more dependent on his friends to get him through the day and I we hadn't really kind of uh, touched on that yet but I do think that when sixes get in their unhealthy place they come very very codependent um, they want to feel so much safety around them that they're going to the people that they trust and that's how they fill back up again and um, learning how to step back and have more independence with yourself and kind of work through that internally is a healthier way for sixes to get back to a place where they can trust and move forward so um, that was kind of it for for his characters that his, he related to and then also our friend Sarah said she said Belle um, are we surprised because Belle shows up literally for every <laughs> number now I will say my friend Sarah she did originally think that she was a five she now thinks that she's a six and she's a big bookworm so she said Belle because she loves books and she is loyal to her dad so I can I can see that too I mean she is obviously very loyal to her family but I can see the book piece as well because she's actually a six wing five Something I just thought of um, as we're talking about characters. Um, Yes, Simba type six, but maybe Timon is type six. He's really loyal. He's a little more anxious and um, worried about Simba and Pumbaa. And he looks out for them um, and stays true to them even when they put him in danger. Once again, that sidekick mentality. Mm -hmm. Sidekicks are super loyal, but they're often pretty anxious about, you know, what's going on with their main character and how can they protect them and and be there for them. And then my second thought was Tinkerbell. (gasps) Oh, that's a good one. Tink doesn't say much in the original Peter Pan, but she is very loyal to Peter. When her security and her relationship with him is threatened by Wendy, she goes in and wants to blow up the whole thing. But then when she realizes that she's put Peter in danger, that one person that she is loyal to, she actually is so invested in her relationship with him that she's willing to sacrifice herself to protect him. Yeah. And so she's got that loyal mentality, worry wart tries to go and and get things back secure but then when it doesn't she chooses the loyalty again and so I thought um she fit that type six 
category. Okay, let's move on to favorite part of being this type. So Sarah said, I love to learn and hard, and I'm a hard worker. We are also super loyal in friendships. And then Evan said, nothing is going to catch me off guard and we are good in a crisis. And that is very true. We prepare for literally every single scenario. So rarely are we caught off guard because we prepared for every possible option. (laughs) What about you, Court? What's your particular favorite type about being a six? My favorite part is that I'm loyal. Um, I am very proud of that and um, know that my friends can count on me. I'm trustworthy. Um, I'm trustworthy to hold their secrets. I'm trustworthy to hold their emotions and whatever they need and that I'll show up for them. Uh, And that comes from a place of I had a time in my life where people didn't show up for me as a kid. And um, now I want to turn that and make sure that nobody on this earth has to feel that way. Oh, you do that so well. And (laughs) please know that you succeed in doing that. There is never a doubt in any of your friends or family's mind that if they need you, you will be there. Yeah. And that's sometimes my, my like struggle though, is that I am so loyal and I'm there all the time that I don't care for myself. You know, I I almost lean into that two mentality of like, give, 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 and then I'll pour up my, I'll pour up my cup up later. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to, I have to create boundaries for myself around like, I'm going to be loyal, but I also, I have to care for myself first before I, I have to fill up a cup to actually have something to pour out. I have seen Courtney literally drop everything and drive hours to go and help someone. So she definitely has a lot of loyalty, um, but does also do crazy things like that. I mean, you know, says if um, you need me, okay, be there in five hours. Bye. Yeah. I mean, if Mickey Mouse is like, help, I've broken my foot. I need help. I'm like, I'll be there in eight hours. However long it takes us to drive there or fly there, I would be there. And that's not because I love Disney, but you know, Mickey needs me. I'm there. I think that he did recently injure himself, so we should probably okay, right. make well, a trip. So I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast now because i got to get in the car. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's wrap it up with least favorite things or things you want people to know. Okay, so one, for me personally, things that I want people to know about myself uh, and just type sixes in general is that we are not, we are not defined by our anxiety. Um, we are not just people that worry all day long and we're unable to have conversations with people because we just worry about things. I think, I think that people perceive me as piglet, like I said, and, um, there are more to sixes than, than that. And I want people to know that and please take the time to get to know sixes, why they have the heart that they have and the way that, why they have the motivations that they do, because oftentimes it might be rooted in a really deep life event that happened to them. And, um, that's why they crave security and trust in the world so just give sixes a um some time and get to know them on a deeper level so that's what i would say what i wish other people knew about my type but um carly one of our followers said i'm not negative i'm realistic i don't trust easily security is big i love helping others all those are so true about being a type six and you know we can be perceived as negative people we're just being super realistic though i mean we're like okay we're you know i'm not sure if that's really gonna happen i'm not cutting your dream off but like let's just let's like lay out all the options here and see that like maybe this isn't as realistic as you think it is so um i would definitely you know say that that is great feedback i love hearing what people wish that others knew about their type because there is a very cut and dry expectation that i think is put out there for each of the types of this is who you are this is what i expect you to be and so making sure that people are aware that those are generalizations not always fully true um or not always true um is is important and i love hearing the specifics of that from each of you guys Okay, let's talk about trip tips. Let's talk about you're going on a Disney trip and you're traveling with a type six or you are a type six. What are some tips that would help you have a magical vacation? What do we have, Kate? Well, if you are a type six, obviously we've talked so much about being loyal and being amazing with having your group of friends standing out in that group. And if you are gonna go on a Disney trip and go with that group of friends, 
just enjoy the trip with the people that you love. And if anything comes up that might feel um, targeted or however you want to describe it, don't read into it. Don't let it steal your joy. Don't let the worry win if you feel like somebody got upset with you or something didn't happen the way that the group wanted. Don't start internalizing all of those worries and fears and just enjoy the trip with those people and be that fun, loving, loyal friend that you are. Yeah, and I would say going along with that, I mean, oftentimes as a six, I feel the pressure to fit everything in in my Disney trip because I I want to experience it all. Um, But to to just say like, you know what? It's okay if I don't fit it all in. It's going to be here if I come back. Like it's not going anywhere and I can enjoy that magic throughout my day. So I like to give myself those little reminders and also because sixes are so loyal, they're also very loyal to the things that they're passionate about. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to show how loyal you are towards Disney. Like for me, like I'm so passionate and loyal towards the company that I will get there and my six wing seven will come out and I'm like, I love this place and I'm not afraid to show it. So don't be afraid to show your, to show your passion. Love that. Amazing. (laughs) We love doing these trip tips. We hope that they are helpful for you guys. As always, we love when Kelly gives us her incredible trip tips because she is the most incredible travel agent out there. Kelly's Magical Vacations is, of course, the travel sponsor for our podcast. If you are ready to book your next Disney vacation, certainly find her through the link in our Instagram bio and connect with her because she can plan everything that you want from a specific dining reservation, hotel reservation, airport transportation, you name it, all the shins, um, and she will get it organized for you completely complimentary. And worry free. <laughs> oh, that is, maybe that's a trip tip for type, type sixes. You get a, a travel, travel agent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Creator spotlight. Create a spotlight and it's gonna shine so bright. Yeah. That's so good. Okay, we are back with another creator spotlight and we are so excited to shout out our friend Gabby. Gabby is, just like our friend Kelly, an incredible travel agent. Um, She has been doing her thing on Instagram for some time, but is fairly new to being a Disney certified travel agent. She's Nashville-based. She's so fun. She's so stylish. She has incredible Instagram content, fun reels. She is definitely somebody that you want to follow and give all of your support to what she is trying to do and creating a business for herself. Um, you can find her on Instagram at Mrs. Gabriella Jones. Well, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us today and just learning more about uh, what it means to be a type six. Thank you for hearing my heart and uh, listening to this episode. I really appreciate each and every one of you, as does Caitlin. But for now, we'll leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye.